Today's guest founded a coaching company called Unleash the Champion to help people discover and step into the champion they were created to be. He was a former D1 athlete who got wrapped in drugs and alcohol that led to eating rock bottom and have found transformational encounter with Jesus. Now, he's a pastor, husband, and a father. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Toby. I'm uh, really excited to have this conversation and honored to be on your show. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. I really appreciate your presence and I'm so excited also that you've made the time and, you know, to be here. And I'm also looking forward to everything I'm going to learn from you in this, from this conversation. And I, again, I would love to, you know, lo- I would love to learn more from your stories and your life journey so far. So is it possible for you to share about, you know, your days as a D1 athlete, you know, dealing with drugs and alcohol, and finally having a transformational encounter with Jesus? Yeah, Toby, you know, it's uh, it's not until I say all the seasons and stages of my life that I go, man, I really have, uh, I've gone through a lot. And, uh, mm. you know, I think that's important because oftentimes we, we lose the significance of a season of our life. And so, you know, for me, even before being a D1 athlete, like sports was my my life growing up. And it was the place that I could uh, get out frustration. And it's where I learned teamwork. And it's where I really like learned so much about man, my life and who I wanted to be and, and all of this. But really the thing that led me to a lot of the destructive patterns was my my need for acceptance, my need for approval of others. And, you know, I think we all struggle with that in our lives because people mean a lot to us and we want to make them proud. And, and so, you know, when I played sports and, and got played football, American football, baseball, uh, did powerlifting. And, you know, when I was in college, I actually was a cheerleader for, the football team of the university. So that was a total like 180 of what I had always done, but I got a ton of energy and uh, thought, you know what, 18 years old, get to hang out with a bunch of pretty girls. Yeah, sign me up for that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, my desire for acceptance and and wanting to be cool and accepted and it led me into, you know, deep, deep partying, drugs, um, you know, it wasn't long after starting to use drugs that I started to sell and and really just, I mean, man, I couldn't get a day without using some type of drug for about two and a half years. And then on a night, I go to a party and I get jumped. And your listeners, if they can look at their right hand, I have a scar on my index finger and my pinky finger of my right hand. And that was covering up my, my nose and my eyes. I just got literally the, the, the hell beat out of me. And it was in that moment that, cause my parents, you know, my parents took me to church. My parents had me go with them and I didn't like it. I couldn't stand it, Toby. I thought it was the stupidest thing. Um, it was so stuffy and just, I just didn't connect until it did. And in that moment, so like years of sermons and talks and, and Bible studies and retreats all made sense. And so I call a guy and it's like three o'clock in the morning, man. And I get out of the house that I got jumped at. I'm in my truck and I'm driving and I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I just know, like, in this moment, I've, I can't keep going like this. Mm-hmm. 
And so I call a guy that I knew from the church and I said, I, he answers the phone, which anybody answering the phone at 3 a.m., that's a, that's a God thing. Yeah. And I said, I need effing Jesus. I just didn't abbreviate anything. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, come over. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> and so I go to his house and we talk through the gospel. We talk through a relationship with Jesus and I make the decision to accept Christ on his front porch in between drags of a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next day I went, so what do I do now? <laughs> like, okay, I, yeah. I had this, I had this encounter. I had this moment, but the moment in the finish line is merely the starting point. And so I started going to church for the first time for myself and just started getting involved however I could. And those steps of obedience and availability led me to where, you know, I went back to school, got a degree in biblical studies, Christian theology, and then I got into ministry out of college and was a pastor for 11 years at amazing churches that have global reaches. And then July of 2020, launched my my coaching business, stepped away from a career in ministry that I had vocationally for 11 years. And when we had my daughter, Miss Piper, Grace Sullivan, uh, I knew I wanted to give presence of time, not just presence of things. And I said, you know what? I'm 51% sure that this will work. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that's important because we're oftentimes so consumed with, is it the perfect thing? I just mm-hmm. knew it was the right thing right then. Yeah. And I was 51% sure that it would work. It's turned out pretty well. <laughs> and now it's working. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I would love to, I would love you to share a little bit in, in, uh, into in depth of how the encounter felt like, you know, for you, you know, meeting with Jesus and how did that, you know, make you connect better with him? Like, you know, you were going to church from the beginning of your days and you could not connect properly. But after the encounter, you were able to connect and, you know, really understand what is happening in church. How was that like for you? How was that transition like for you? Gosh, man, it, it's hard to explain But I think I had to hit rock bottom, Toby, to go, you know what? How I'm living, that's not working. Obviously, my nose is black, my lips busted, back of my head had a cut on it. This is not how I want to live life. So maybe I'll try this other thing. And I think so often that is people's conversion story is, you know what, how I'm living isn't making sense anymore like it once did. And so I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to try Jesus. (laughs) And when they commit and they go, you know what? And they understand, look, I mean, I, I still had to go through like my conversion with Jesus didn't mean that I didn't struggle with the addiction. I didn't struggle with my desire to go and go to the clubs and drink and smoke and all of this stuff. It just meant that I had a new frame of living and I was going to try my best to live within that frame. And it's, you know, being available and obedient led me to going back to school, being a pastor, 
doing those things. And I really, really focused myself on creating environments when I was a pastor, creating environments that people could belong to before they believed or behaved. Because when I was in church growing up, I felt like you had to say the right things. You had to wear the right stuff. You had to, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't hang out with people that did crazy things or all this. And I said, look, 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 I, don't, I don't care what you do. Like I do, but I don't because I just want you to come be in the environment, build community. And we're going to trust that we do what we do and create an amazing experience that you want to come back to. And we're going to trust and believe that God's going to do what only he can. And that's save and transform lives. And when we as believers put too much pressure on ourselves to do the saving and not the searching, mm. that's when it messes up. And that's when people mm. feel, you know, disenfranchised with church and, and things like that. Yeah, then we miss it all up. Then we, yeah, we lost. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really find it very inspirational that you used, you know, the lessons that you learned from the stages of your life so far to create your coaching company, as you said already. Like, I find it really very motivating, actually. Like, you, you know, having rock, eating rock bottom, having all those um, experiences and using that to want to change people's life also. That's the best thing one could ever do with life's experiences. So can you tell me about Unleash the Champion and what inspired you to start coaching? Oh my gosh. You know, I think what inspired me to, to start coaching is because I've had amazing coaches in my life. Now they might've had the title of teacher or coach in sports or mentor or friend, but every stage of my life, I have had people that believe in me more than I believe in myself. Mm. Every stage, even now. There's people that are going, hey, man, I know you think like this, your ceiling, but like, here's where you could actually go. Yeah. And it's like, that's my that's my inspiration for it. Because when I looked around and I saw particularly people of faith living well below the potential of God's power. It's like, yo, we got to. Like, I don't care if you're in ministry, out of ministry, you're vocationally, you're, you're entrepreneur, you're entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. If you have a relationship with God and you subscribe to Christianity and to following Jesus, you got to believe what the word says. Yes. And so that's really what inspires me. And Unleash the Champ, it's an acronym. So when you unleash your calling, your heart, your altitude, your mindset and your performance, it creates the championship culture that you were created to step into. And so being able to help people go, okay, where in these five pillars is there misalignment? Is it, are you, are you unsure about what your own planet earth to do? Are you confused about where you could go? Okay. That's not it. Okay. Your heart. What about the relationships that are most important Particularly, first and foremost, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with your family, your extended family, your friends. How are you protecting that? Your altitude. Man, that's your vision. But what I have a, I have a unique perspective because vision is, okay, I see it, but it doesn't imply that I'm moving forward towards it. So your altitude is, think of a plane. You're constantly gaining altitude to your desired destination and your desired height. 
So your altitude is important. And then all of that stuff is great, but you've got to start between the ears and that's your mindset. It's what you believe. Culture in a championship culture is made up of what you teach others, what you tell yourself and what you tolerate in your life. And so when we align those things, you have the right mindset. And then all of it's based around your performance because what gets measured gets improved. When we take consistent action over time in the right direction, results are the only logical byproduct. And so working through people who are on the personal side or even organizations, it just lights me up to be able to go, hey, listen, yes, you've had success. Yes, you've had the accolades and you may have more degrees than a thermometer. (laughs) But what if that's just the surface of what God's calling you to in the championship run that you're designed to run after? Yeah. Yes. So what does it truly mean to become a champion? And how can we have a championship run? How can we, you know, align our callings, our hearts, our altitude, our mindset, and, and, and people and purpose to, you know, become a champion and to run the championship run? Yeah, you know, Toby, what I think is beautiful about that question is you first have to ask yourself, what do I want? Mm. The first step 95% of my clients work through with me is we, we activate your ability to dream again. Yeah. Because, I, I want. because I think we as a culture, as a society, as human beings, you know, I have a, I have a two-year-old daughter. I'll say it like this. I have a two-year-old daughter. Yes. She will, she will, Tell me what she wants the entire car ride home. Daddy, I want a cookie. I want a cookie. Daddy, can I get some chocolate milk? Can I get a, can I get some orange juice? Can I get like she has no concept of anything she asks me as her father that I can't deliver. <laughs> I'm like, baby girl, we don't like you drank all the orange juice yesterday. Like we don't have any more right now. Daddy, orange juice. <laughs> I don't care what it comes like, from. <laughs> you, like, but she has the ability to dream and say, this is what I want. Hmm. And she knows, and her belief is that there's nothing dad can't do to give it to her. Yeah. How often are we not like that as believers to our heavenly father? Hmm. And so one, you have to identify, what do you want? Let's take Not like God is some genie in a bottle that whatever we say, it's just poof, going to happen. But I do believe that God is inviting us to dream again. I believe that with a dream or a vision, you can create the right altitude to get there. The, The performance measures, the mindset, all of the things that are within. So the first thing is going, what do you want? What does meaning being a champion to you look like? Because for me, it looks a certain way. Toby, for you, it could look totally different. Yes. And that's okay. But first, you have to identify what do you want. Two, you have to ask yourself those things that make up your personal culture or your organizational culture. Is what are you teaching others? What are you telling yourself? And what are you tolerating in your life? say, Kyle, what do you mean by that? So what are you teaching others? Every action you do 
teaches others how to treat you? What are you, what are you telling yourself? You know, I believe that we experience so much negativity and so much bad in our life. However, Toby, most of it never actually happens. It's just something that goes through our head. Uh-huh. I mean, if you could probably, we either of us could get a call right now from a certain someone and they say something like, hey, we got to talk. Oh my gosh, we are, we are on every bad island mindset. It's, they're going to do what, and then it's like, oh, I just want to see if you could pick up some bread on the way home. <laughs> yes. It's like, how did, why did I spend so much energy thinking about, so what are we telling ourselves? What are we telling ourselves about our present? What are we telling ourselves about our past? And what are we telling ourselves about our future? And then asking yourself, what are you tolerating in your life? Because I think we judge others by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. And so if we're going, yeah, you know, I really should get that. You know, I really should grow in that area. I really should try to connect more with my family. I really should connect more to, to God and the scriptures. And man, I really should work on my business or man, I really could be a better teammate at work or I fill in the blank thing. But if it goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks and it doesn't happen, well, that's an area that you're tolerating in your life and you need to provide accountability, whether internally or externally through a mastermind or a coach or a mentor or even a friend that you're going to be, you're going to be open with and say, hey, I need to grow in this area. I've tolerated inaction. I'm going to move forward. And so those would be things that I would say, like the two is decide what you want and decide what it's going to take to get there. And then a third thing, you need to create a vision of who you need to become that gives you what you want. We're constantly in a stage of evolution in ourselves. As we grow, every encounter that we have expands our, our network, our knowledge, our, our mindset, our perform, all of it. Like, Toby, you and I talking right now, like... Like, you're in Germany, bro. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. Like, this is nuts. But now <laughs> I got I got a homie in, in Germany. Never been there, yeah. but, like, I feel, you know, it's like it expands our mind. Of course. And so we have to create that vision of what we want. We have to identify the things that are keeping us stuck and the things we need to maximize. And then we got to create a clear vision of who we need to become to make sure that that first thing happens. Mm-hmm. And I did like ways um, your coaching company, Unleash the Champ, helps you know clients to know what they truly want. You know, yeah. it's a question, it's a personal question, but sometimes we need help. Are there ways you help people to do this? Yeah, man, it's it's so fun because here's the deal: I have a coach. I know this is maybe you know whatever, but some people say, "Ah, oh, you don't need a coach." I do because I'm emotionally attached to my stuff. And there's something beautiful about having somebody that, one, you have skin in the game, so you're committed to the process. Two, that you, when you have somebody that, I, like, I'm not emotionally attached to your situation, so I can be objective. I can ask questions. And, hey, if you don't like me at the end of our session because I pushed you too hard, you know, or, you know, what you think is too hard, okay, I mean, no sweat off my back. Like, we're gonna, that's, that's my role. 
Uh, and, and so it's, it's exciting because so often we just need somebody to say, Hey, Hey, you got this. Hey, have you thought about this? Hey, what if you did this here? Or what do you think about, or help me understand. And it just gets the wheels turning. So when my clients invest in themselves, I I even tell them like, look, they're not paying me. You're investing in yourself and I'm just the, the, the conduit for that investment. And so I get the opportunity to coach you and remind you who you are and who you need to become. That's true. And from your experience so far from coaching other people, what are like some hindrances that could prevent us from stepping into that race of, you know, that championship run that we have to run? Yeah, man, comfort, security, um, relationships sometimes, our family, uh, being confused, kind of like what we just talked about, being confused on like really what you want. You know, it's, I go back to, you know, I'm just in a season of life. I'm a dad, two kids under two. And I think back to my own childhood a lot, being a dad now. Man, I, I think I was, at one point, I was going to be an astronaut, football player, and a doctor. Like, I was going to be all three things. <laughs> and, like, I just didn't have, like, you couldn't tell me what I couldn't do. But somewhere along the way, we get setbacks, we get adversity, we get frustration, we fail, and we go, you know what? I think I'll just, I'll go do this thing. It's, it's safe. It's comfortable. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't want any listener to think, oh my gosh, she's saying I need to go and, you know, quit my job and go be an entrepreneur. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, what is it for you? And we really got to connect back to the purity of us as children and just go, okay, like, what, what do I want to do? Yeah. And really go, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody but ourselves. Yes. And like, prime example, Toby, like when 15 months ago, when I quit my job and I stepped away and I started the business, my wife said, I trust you. She didn't say, I'm excited that you're doing this. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I, I'm not asking you to be on board 100% because I have done nothing to say that this is going to work. Yeah. But here's my commitment to you, that I will provide for our family, that I'm going to put everything I have into this. Mm. And if it doesn't work, at least I'll know. Yes. At least I'll know. That's true. And so sometimes, like, even the relationships closest to us try to keep us safe because they're well-intended and it comes from a good heart. I truly believe that. But we can't tell our dreams to people who are never meant to hear them. Because some people... They will how you to death. And I'm trying to be a person that will wow you to death. Like, I love hearing people's stories about what they want to accomplish and helping my clients work through, like, 
huge, massive, like big, hairy, audacious goals because I'm just like, wow, can you believe when you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I get so excited mm. and it doesn't have nothing to do with me. Mm. Yeah. I'm never going to, like, when someone comes to me, friend, mentor, client, organization, whatever, they're like, man, I think, I think we're going to do this thing. Wow. I guess something really practical for your listeners is when people come to you with an idea, say wow before how. Mm. Man, wow. That's so awesome. Tell me more about it. Yes. Instead of going, well, how's that going to work? How are you going to pay your bills? (laughs) How are you going to like, like, like if you quit, like how are you going to feed yourself? How, 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 how? Get that. <laughs> man, Toby, you come to me and you're like, Kyle, so I got this idea, man. Okay, what is it? You tell me. Wow. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. And after you do the wows for a couple times, then you go, dude, you got to tell me, like, how do you think this is going to work? Mm-hmm. And it's the energy that can connect us further. And so I kind of went on a rabbit hole, but hopefully I brought it back. Yeah, yes. But I would really love to know, you know, what motivated you or what led you, you know, to leave your comfort zone, to leave the security of your job, to start your business. Like, what was the passion for you? What was the motivation for you? Yeah, Toby, I can tell you the exact moment. Hmm. October 5th, 2019 at 12.47 a.m is when I held my daughter for the first time. And I looked at her and as I was pushing her back from the the operating room to our labor and delivery room, I remember looking at her and I said, I will give you presence of time, not just presence of things. And I didn't know how I was going to do it but I knew that I never wanted her. And it, it's weird, man, I'm super futuristic. And I, I, I can close my eyes and, and jump to a moment and play the scene out. And here's what I didn't want to happen. It's from my daughter to come to me one day and say, dad, I, I got a decision to make. I got this really great thing I've been doing. I love it. It's it's everything that I thought that I wanted. It's everything. I love doing it. It's amazing. It's, it, it just fits me so well. But I got this idea. I got this dream. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know, like, even how I'm going to get started. What do you think I should do? Now, as a parent... I will say, oh my gosh, you got to chase your dreams. You're young. You're like, you can, you can fail and it doesn't matter and all of this stuff. I didn't want her to look at me, Toby, and go, yeah, that's great, dad, but you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I will, like, I have, I have an email address set up for both of my kids. And I send emails to them periodically. I send videos to them periodically. 
And when they graduate high school, I'm going to give them the username and password. And they're going to have 18 years of dad talking to them about this journey, about lessons that I'm learning. And it literally is just like a diary to my kids. And even now I'm talking about like, man, like there's going to come a moment in your life where, yeah, you know, by the time you see this, you may see the, you know, dad doing this big thing or, you know, it's all this stuff. It's all you've known, but let me tell you about what happens when you start something new. Mm -hmm. And so Toby, that's, that's the ultimate inspiration. That's what drives me is I, I want my kids to go, you know what? Man, dad takes some licks and he gets hit in the face. But the measure of true success is deciding that you'll be unstoppable. It's not deciding you're not going to fail. Yes. You're unstoppable. Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. I, I love my one of my favorite quotes is by Mike Tyson. And he said, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. <laughs> Toby, I love getting hit in the mouth. I've like I'm I'm weird. I'm one of the crazy ones. Like I love when I I, I make a misstep or you know I, I hit a thing of failure because I'm like oh I get to learn. Like what's the lesson in this? Does it suck? Heck yeah. Yeah. Do I question myself sometimes? Yeah. But I made a decision. I said you know what? I'm gonna be available. I'm gonna be obedient, and I'm gonna do the next thing that God tells me to do. And so that's my motivation, man, is one, my kids. It started when I held my daughter. It's been reaffirmed at July 13th at 1243 p.m. when I held my son. And I just, I never want my kids to go, well, dad played it safe. You know, there's a, there's a saying, Toby, I don't know if you've heard it, but again, it says the, the most expensive piece of property and anywhere in the world is the same place. It's a cemetery. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's full of people who didn't take action on the things inside of them. And how many, how many books could we have had written? How many cures to diseases could we have had? How many families could we have had started? How many, how many things do we go to the grave with? that never get realized because how I would say it is they didn't, they didn't, they didn't unleash the champ. Yes. And I, I believe that, you know, also to become a champion, we also have to be leaders in all areas of our lives. Like you are doing right now, like being a leader in your coaching company, for example, and your family also, like setting that example as a leader, like your son, your daughter could look at you and say, yes, father, father did not play it safe. He, he did, he went after his goals, he accomplished it. That shows you as a great leader in your family also. So can you advise me on how we could become great leaders in every area of our lives, in our career, in our family, relationships, every area. Oh my gosh, Toby, I love that because who we become is made up of what we do. Mm. So it goes back to that culture. And that's why I'm so passionate about personal and professional culture is because it, it it's made up of what you teach others, what you tell yourself, and what you tolerate in your world. So how to become a better leader 
is to ask yourself, where do I need to grow? How, what are habits? Are they affirming or detracting from is the standard that I say I want? And it's just not tolerating anything that doesn't get you to where you want to be and become and, and do. And so another thing is understanding that one of my mentors would say all the time, and it annoyed me as a young guy, but he said, you know, like the problem with you young guys is that you grossly overestimate what you can do in the short term. I'm like, Pfft. I'm a big dreamer. I'm a visionary. Like, whatever. <laughs> he says, calm down, calm down, calm down. You young guys, and when people are young, they overestimate what they can do in the short term. But what he's learned being in his, you know, his 60s, 70s now, is he said, but you'll grossly underestimate what you can do in the long term. And so understanding that as your listeners are here right now and like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta learn all this stuff. I gotta do this. It's like, hey, 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 calm down, breathe, breathe. I get it, but breathe. And just go, okay, what's an area that I could grow in? And understanding that as you take the consistent behavior over time in the intended direction. It's going to yield the results. You're going to be a better leader. You're going to be a better communicator. You're going to be a better friend. You're going to be a better spouse. You're going to be a better parent. Whatever that role and that hat is that you're wanting to improve your leadership on, it's going to happen, but you have to set some standards. You have to set a culture that says, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I tolerate. This is what I don't tolerate. Like You just create that culture, and then you hold yourself to it. And it it is it improves, and you'll look back three months, six months, twelve months, twenty four months, three years down the road, and like, man, these small, seemingly insignificant moments have truly transformed my life. Yeah, yes, yes. I I'm so happy that you mentioned you know short term goals and long term goals right now, like. Um, one, one thing that we, we all design in life with our goals is to become successful with them. Like, no matter how short term it could be or long term it could be, we want to be successful. We want to, you know, achieve that vision that we have for our lives or um, achieve those goals, those ambitions that we have for ourselves. So what are the things that someone needs to become successful? Like, what, what should I do in order to reach my goals in life? Define them. That's step one. Yeah. And then be consistent. It's, you know, everybody's looking for the seven secrets to this and the five hacks of that. Yeah. You know, Toby, it's define what you want. It's direct your steps in that direction. Mm. And it's deploying your culture to your life. It's really not hard. You know, it's, it's really not complicated. It is hard hmm. yeah. because it, our brains will go towards the shiny thing and go towards the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the things I love, Toby, is I'm a pretty boring person. Why? Like as far as it comes to my routines and my habits. Okay. Yeah. Like 
I know what I'm doing on Sunday for the week. Mm-hmm. I know, and people know, hey, if it's six to, you know, 6.30 to, to 8.30, he's probably at the gym. Mm-hmm. If, if it's on this day at this time, he's probably at this coffee shop. Yeah. Like, I'm a very predictable person. Because I know that predictability increases my chances of success. Now, I create white space and, you know, all of that, and I disconnect from time to time. But how you achieve your success in life is you define it and you hold yourself to that standard. It's simple, doesn't make it easy, but it does make it predictable. Yes. There's one um, thing that you mentioned and that's quite, you know, challenging for us to do, and that's consistency, the ability to be consistent, yeah. <laughs> you know, in our journey of, of achieving our goals. But I did like some, you know, characteristics or things that we could, you know, work on ourselves in order to be consistent in our journey. Yeah, I, I think some of the characteristics that you want to, you want to increase in first and foremost is your character because... Um, your talent may get you to the top, but your character keeps you there. Yeah. And so I see that a lot. And we see that in the public eye, you know, somebody that gets, you know, elevated to status too soon and then falls Mm -hmm. because their talent got them there. Their charisma got them there. Mm -hmm. Their connections got them there. But then the character doesn't keep them there because they, they unfortunately have a fall of some kind. Yeah. Um, so make sure your character's one that, you know, people people may talk about, but they'll never be able to 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 harm your character. Another thing is your emotional intelligence is um, a big piece because it's just interpersonal relationships. Um, no matter what business you do, no matter what season of life you're in, we we're all in the people business. It's about connections. It's about how are you able to connect and and move towards an intended goal. Um, if you and I didn't connect through our stories of each other's, like this conversation wouldn't happen. Um, and so making sure that your character's in line, making sure that your, your interpersonal skills of just how do you handle conflict? How do you encourage people? How do you empower others? How do you delegate? How do you ask for help? All of those things um, are really important. Um, And then I think the biggest thing to improve in as a leader is trust the process. It's cliche. It annoys me every time somebody says it to me, but it truly is going, okay, hey, the results that you have now are probably a a byproduct of the work you did six months ago. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we take those consistent baby steps towards an intended goal and we find ourselves going, oh, I got here. Oh, cool. Um, So that would be three things, like the practical stuff is make sure your character's in order, make sure that um, you're moving in the right direction and then making sure that your your culture is one that you'd be proud uh, to have and that's your interpersonal relationships and how you're able to handle people. And 
you know, I think the behavior also is a characteristic of the truly successful people. Like, it's one thing that keeps them successful as well, like you said already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And then, um, sometimes in life, we just get discouraged and we lose that determination in life. <laughs> so, from your experience and your story so far, like, how have you been able to, you know, been determined all the time and um, whenever you feel less encouraged, how do you, you know, boost back your motive and your morale and everything and become much more motivated again? Oh, man, I love this because uh, anybody that says it's rainbows and lollipops all the time, they're not doing anything significant. Um, <laughs> much like to my quote I said earlier, everybody has a plan to get hit in the mouth. Toby, I don't know if you've ever been hit in the mouth. It's not fun. No. It's not. Like, it hurts. There may be blood. Um, so, one, understand that, like, if you're feeling discouraged, it probably means that you care so much about what you're doing that it just, it pains you to have a setback. That's a good thing. We need to embrace the discouragement. Second thing is you need to find something that literally, like, boosts your mood because we can easily spiral down or spiral up based on our physical body. So I was just talking with a client yesterday and similar question. It's like y'all talked, but I know y'all didn't. Um, <laughs> I said, I have a playlist that if I'm, if I'm in my head or if I, got a, if I had a setback or, man, it's just not doing well, I would literally go and I know this playlist, I'm about to get up out, you know, I'm about to raise the desk up, I'm standing, I'm going after it, and it's just, it's it's a whole new game. And I literally have to just check my energy. And so I'll tell you this, one of the organizations, churches I worked for, we would do this thing called an energy check. And anytime we felt anybody like kind of moping around or down, or we just kind of felt like, okay, they need a boost. Anybody in the organization could call it energy check. And so I won't yell for the sake of your listeners, but we would say energy check to make everybody aware. I choose to check my energy. And then the response would be because my energy matters. So when you're feeling discouraged, one, don't run from it because you suppress it, it will eventually explode. Two, find something that literally boosts your mood. For me, it's a playlist. For me, it's also a group of five people that get the raw, uncut, unedited <laughs> version of Kyle J. Sullivan, founder of Unleashed yeah. the Champ. Because if I get in my head, I know I can call five guys, any of them, and I can, I can rant and I can be pissed off and I can be frustrated and I can, and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You done? <laughs> because sometimes we just got to get it out and we can pray and that's great. Yeah. I don't want to downplay that as a former pastor. You should pray. <laughs> but you also need people that can hear you and go and remind you, oh yeah, you remember you went through something like this six months ago yeah. or you went through this a year ago or dang, dude, you've never had to deal with this. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you think you can do? 
And so I think community is huge. Yes. So doing those things can pull us out of that discouragement. And I, I say it like a timeout and a caveat here because if it is extreme, go talk to a professional. Mm-hmm. There's been times, Toby, where my clients and I will get deep and I'll just go, you know what? I think you, like, here's some people that I'll recommend that you go talk to either in person or video, like they're trained, licensed counselor, professional, because there's some deep stuff. So I don't, I, I don't want to downplay um you know, just the severity of sometimes you got to go talk to somebody that's like specifically trained in that. But for the most part, for we can we can do that by reminding ourselves while we're doing this, we can do it in a physical state and have people around us to lift us up. So I, I believe like, you know, having the people, you know, around us who we could speak with, who could be 100% with, we could be vulnerable with, is the best thing that could help us, you know, to be encouraged again, get us get us out of, you know, that bad mood or low energy state that we could be in. Yes. Yeah, 100%, man. Yes. And do, do you also believe like that community, the right community, or the right set of people around us could help us to overcome this problem or issue with you know broken belief systems that we could have sometimes oh 100 percent, man there's a powerful book that i love called the proximity principle mm-hmm. and it talks about you know we've probably heard it numerous times that you show me your friends you show me your future you're the average of the five people you spend the closest time with the most time mm-hmm. with so if like you have five people who are you know scared and living in fear well you're probably gonna be the sixth one like Mm. it's so much and so your community definitely can pull you out of like there's there's groups that i'm a part of that i'm like how did i sneak into this thing (laughs) like this doesn't make like i should i should be here Mm. but i am and i have my coach, my community, my 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 inner circle that yeah. man told me I I could go and they're like, boy, shut up. <laughs> like, stop playing small. Like I had a mentor literally tell me one time, he's like, Kyle, you're you're a 10 talent person. Act like it. And you know, to reference the talents in the Bible. And um it's like, you know what? Yeah, so your community matters who you allow to occupy space in your life and brain and in your own energy oh it is essential to the direction in the future that you'll have yes yes and i want to go back to champ the m in champ stands for mindsets right um how how are you how can we walk on our mindsets in order to believe that yes we are going to be great at anything that we set our hearts to like, how can we, you know, do that mindset to work in you know, order to be successful in life? Yeah. Uh, one, I think we have to identify, you know, so much of the start of it is just identify or define. So we have mm-hmm. to identify where we have broken mindsets. And that's why a lot of times it, it takes someone hearing it to call it out of us. You know, I think about some of the money mindsets that I've had or, and it wasn't until I had a trusted friend say, Bro, that's not right. Or who said you can only make that much? 
Or who say you can only charge that much? Or who say you couldn't spend that on that? It's like, oh, yeah. So I think it's identify where those broken patterns are, broken beliefs are. And two, again, it goes back to just creating. I love affirmations. Um, I love prayer. I love meditation. I love visualization um, of putting ourselves in a place of going, okay, here's what I've identified as things that are less than desirable in my life as far as it goes about my beliefs and what I tell myself and what I teach others and what I tolerate in my life, your culture, right? Okay, how can I word it and write it in a way that affirms a new belief because you can't just remove something without place putting something back it's not how our brain works like if we're going to replace something we're going to renew the hardware of our minds we have it is an active participatory like encounter with ourselves like i can't just remove something and go oh it's not there anymore because something will take its place that's true and so we have to we have to identify, choose, and then we have to tell a new story about ourselves. Mm. And when we do that enough, and we do it even when we don't believe it, and we do it when we don't see it, and we do it when it doesn't make sense, eventually, we will believe it. Eventually, we will see it, and eventually, we will experience it. Yes, I love that. Identify, choose, and tell a new story of yourself. Come on. Yes. Oh, that's that's awesome. So, but you know, for someone out there who wants to, you know, take that risk of, you know, going on that um, championship run, or wants to bet on on Israel self, for example, but feels uh, what feels like you know held back, even when friends, when community says, "Oh, go for it, we are supporting you," but still feels, you know, that's that's resistance. How would you advise such a person? Oh man, yeah, you're gonna face resistance. You're mm. uh, you're probably going to be misunderstood. Um, and so you just got to, you got to decide in your mind, this is where I'm going. And you got to be obsessed about it. And you got to preserve your energy over everything. And so, because you make a decision much like I talked about in my story. Like I made a decision to follow Christ, but that didn't mean that I was like fully well from all of the, the destruction that I'd done in my life. Mm. It's the same way with a new creation, a new mindset, a new belief patterns, a new habit. The decision doesn't mean anything yeah. without the daily discipline towards your destiny. And so understand that like, yeah, adversity is going to come. I'm sorry. Anytime that like I've ever tried to like, okay, hey, this is a season I really need to tighten up like my meal plan or my fitness. It's like, why is there so much cake around me? (laughs) Like my wife hadn't made that, that dessert in so long, but she said, I just had a whim today. I made it. (laughs) Stop it. Temptation. <laughs> yeah. So when you go to press into anything new, understand and expect that there's going to be opposition because your brain 
is protecting you. When we remove something that has perceptively kept us safe and we don't put something back into it, our brain is going to fight us to stay safe. It's going to fight us to stay comforted. It's going to fight us to stay complacent because that's what we needed hundreds, if not thousands, tens of thousands, whatever, years ago when we had to use our brain to survive. That's what it's doing now. It's self-preservation. So we have to work really hard and expect the adversity because it's through adversity that we advance. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's this true adversity that we advance. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean... I have a lot of questions to ask you, but I'm looking at the time and it's ticking off. And I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, okay, I think I've gotten enough. I have to go and, you know, really um, understand all everything that you've taught us today and really digest it and, you know, see how I could use that to improve my life and in some ways. But for people out there who would still love to, you know, work with you, connect with you, ask you more questions that we're not able to cover in this episode, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, Toby, you know, I, uh, I'm most active... Um, personally on Instagram. And so if anybody wants to share their story, share how they overcame, you know, some of this mirror talk that we just send me a DM and put mirror talk in the message. So I know it came from this show. Um, And I I love hearing stories. Um, I love hearing how people are running their championship run and how they're overcoming it. And if they want help, we can have that conversation too. But I just, I love hearing folks from podcasts. And so that's where best place to get me personally is through my Instagram at, at Kyle J Sullivan. Awesome. That's great. I'm going to place the information in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to, you know, click on the link, you know, get across to Kyle and just tell him your story and hopefully enroll to his coaching company also, his services. He has one to um, one-to-one coaching programs also. And that'd be awesome to see some transformation in your life in every aspect that you want to have it in. Thank you so much, Kyle. I really appreciate everything I've going to learn from you today. As I, I'm so thankful. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to go back and re-listen to this and just improve my life also from everything I've learned from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Toby. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, wow. you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.